Bold Europa presents Calling Europe, the first pan-European speed podcast. Welcome to another episode of our pan-European speed podcast, Calling Europe. This time, we are back with another country episode. Today, our guests are from Volt, Romania. We're happy to get to interview you, Mihaela and Stefan. Hi, Eileen. Hello, everyone. Hello, Eileen. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward for this session. Yeah, thank you for being here, guys. And thank you for shedding some light on what Volt, Romania is up to, or at least that's what we hope to get out of you today. So I say let's go and start with the profile. The profile. When was your country team first established, Stefan? Our country team in Romania was established as a movement in uh, 2017. And now we are trying to register it as a, as a political party. How many members does it count and how many cities are you active in? So we are mainly active in the city of Bucharest, the capital of Romania. We have around 25 active people with a couple of more ad hoc volunteers and supporters. What was your last election and when was it? We participated in the local elections uh, that uh, took place in September this year, so just last month. And we supported an independent candidate since we don't, uh, we are not registered as a political party. And our candidate managed to actually get in the local council. What is your next election and when will it be? Our next elections are going to happen on the 6th of December, where Romanian citizens will be able to choose their members of parliament. And our very last question on the profile is, how long have you both been with Volt and what did you do before? Myself, I've been with Volt since 2017, since the beginning of its existence here in Romania. And before, I've never been involved in politics, actually. Uh, I've been studying and working in, in different countries around the world. And coming back here uh, in Romania was uh, was mainly because I wanted to get involved in the society. And this is my way of uh, achieving this. I'm also a first-generation Volter, as I'd like to call it. I joined Volt around January 2018, so shortly after Stefan. Outside of Volt, I'm working for a non-profit organization that fights to protect women's bodily integrity and reproductive rights. Thank you so much for these super interesting answers. I always find it fascinating to hear that most people that join Volt never really are directly involved or have been involved in politics, or that's what like the regular Volters profile seem to be. So it's interesting to hear that it's sort of like that for you guys too, though. Mihail, I guess with the non-governmental organization, you would have had uh, obviously a couple of touching points with politics in some way, right? I have actually decided to become active in politics because of my experience working in the nonprofit sector. There I have learned that the nonprofit sector effectively works to fill in the gaps created by bad public policy. However, it does not have the necessary tools and mechanisms to provide sustainable change. All it can do is uh, provide short-term and immediate relief. I got involved in politics specifically because I want to be able to influence decision-making at its core. So thank you very much for your answers. Now that we've gotten a bit of a better idea of where Volt Romania stands today and what it's up to, we will continue with our three questions. The three questions. Question number one. How does your Volt team stand out from conventional parties in your country? Well, first and foremost, there is the pan-European aspect that sets Volt apart from other parties in Romania. Other pro-European parties are still very much inward-focused instead of focusing on collaboration, common goals and shared well-being. 
Another important distinction is the fact that Volt is progressive, which means that it brings into public discourse topics that are currently non-existent in Romania, such as climate change, e-governance, artificial intelligence, and so on. I would only add to that that we are pragmatic when we are developing our policies. Uh, and that means basically that we don't believe in the left versus right kind of politics spectrum, but rather in identifying and adapting the ideas that prove to be working Uh, that could be anywhere in Europe, or ideas that the society needs at a certain moment. There is no other political party in Romania currently that has such an approach, and we are proud to talk about us as being neither left nor right, but forward. Um, how do you perceive the the narrative that we often say that we're not left or right? How is that perceived in Romania? Because I know that in Germany it's perceived very negatively. Yeah, I and I completely understand it. Because uh, we've been stuck in this kind of thinking for centuries now, I think. So also in Romania, uh, we might not look that serious when we are talking about politics in, in this way. But it is uh, our, uh, our duty now to convince them that we, these are not just thoughts or, or just nice uh, speakings. But actually we, are, uh, we want to turn it into, into facts and to prove that this is the future This is the way we have to tackle politics from now on. Thank you. That's very interesting to hear. I, I think I will have to ask this question more often within Vault, especially at her GAs. Question number two. What is, in your opinion, the biggest challenge your Vault team faces today? Vault Romania, as many other Vault chapters, is functioning mainly on a volunteering basis. We are not yet registered as a political party and thus we are not receiving any funds from the Romanian state. Uh, neither donations actually from our supporters since we don't have a legal entity. And on the other side, volunteering is a very, very volatile domain and our members become active and inactive very often, which affects our capability to co continuously work on our projects. And then in the same time, Why aren't we registered as a political party? It's because of the heavy procedure that we need to follow according to the Romanian legislation. But we hope to overcome this issue very soon and we have very good, uh, uh, very good signs that this is going to happen soon. Indeed, I could not agree more with Stefan. Being a voluntary organization is particularly difficult in Romania because concepts such as volunteering, civic action, citizen empowerment are rather new in our culture, making it very difficult to build a sustainable organization without any funds. There is another socio-cultural barrier that we need to overcome. In Romania, parties are viewed with skepticism and a lot of the times people are apprehensive from joining. This is a historical trauma from communism that makes it difficult for people to express their political views in public without any fear. Like Stefan said, we have been struggling to register Volt as a party in a country with institutions that are highly bureaucratic and highly corrupt. We've started the registration process in February 2020 and so far have been unsuccessful. But of course we're not giving up. Volt has a lot of potential in Eastern Europe because it brings huge added value. We just have to figure out how to position the movement in the region. Luckily, we're not undertaking this effort alone. There are plenty of teams in Bulgaria, Hungary, Poland, who have the same goals and with whom we are working together. May I ask, like, since if, if you say that you've been trying to register as a political party for eight months now, like, what is the reason um, that the public office gives 
you guys when you ask what the status is or have you been like denied before and have you redone? What's the story on that? Indeed. So we have applied once to register Vault as a party and have been denied. And then we made an appeal. The main reason of why the, the registration was denied is particularly because of the connection between Volt Europa and Volt Romania. So they were scared that actually the political party Volt Europa will undermine the country? So the main reason that was cited is the fact that somehow Volt Romania would be a threat and would undermine the independence and sovereignty of the country. Of the entirety of Romania. Right, exactly. Basically, they are afraid that we are not completely obeying by the... Uh, Romanian constitution, which is saying that the Romanian state is a sovereign country. Uh, and we didn't specifically mention this in, in our statute. And uh, the prosecutor was very much afraid by our attempt to not follow this uh, this article from our constitution, which now we, we mentioned it and, and we mentioned it now in our statutes and we hope that uh, for the appeal, they are not going to have anything to say against us anymore. It would be funny if it wasn't so sad and frustrating, I guess. <laughs> question number three. The very last question that we have of our three questions is what is your goal until 2024, which is, as most of us know, the year of the next European elections? Our main goal obviously remains to register Volt as a party in Romania. We do want to grow our teams and expand throughout the country and, of course, build a public profile. Even though we're not formally a party yet, like Stefan said, our team is participating in local elections and intends to participate in parliamentary elections by supporting independent candidates. With that, we are building our networks and gaining hands-on experience, which I think is amazing. We do hope to be able to participate in the next European elections, but regardless of that, I think my main hope is that Volt in its small way contributes towards changing the socio-cultural norms by building people's trust in politics and empowering them to take action because quality, the quality of democracy is directly dependent on the people who participate in the democratic process. That's very true, Mihaela, and I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, and my only add to this is that it's true that participating in the next 2024 uh, European elections is one of our main objectives. Unfortunately, this is not an easy thing in Romania because we will need to be able to gather 200,000 signatures, which is 1% of uh, our population, which is an immense amount for our current resources. Therefore, we need to grow our team and probably to have hundreds of volunteers to hit the streets and collect signatures. The interesting part in this is that managing to gather the signatures kind of assures our success in exceeding the European Parliament due to the amplitude that our team needs in order to collect those signatures. It's, um, I always find it, I think this is one of the biggest learnings I've ever had involved and generally always comes as a massive learning is just hearing the different levels of hurdles that different countries have to overcome in order to participate in elections. And the 200,000 signatures sounds very much like the, I think, 150,000 of Italy and the 800,000 euros you need in France. And it's a really, really incredible. But fingers crossed for you guys and hopefully that in Vault Europa, we can support you guys as well as possible. And you know, maybe a 2023 GA in Romania could be exciting and get you a lot of signatures. Indeed, while all countries in Europe are democratic, apparently 
democracy in some countries just costs more than in others. And that's the reality, unfortunately. And I think that's something we really need to talk about, right? Like, I... I'm, I don't think that's fair for you guys, for example, and for France and for Italy. And I think something all our vultures really got to know is how different like, democracy and its perception is dependent on the state that you live in. And democracy should be an interchangeable word in every European country, I think. Um, you know, it's like we say, we as Europeans do so many things together. We study together, we work together, we... Uh, spend time together. However, we don't do politics quite in the same way yet. We know very well that unifying the electoral law, it's one of our objectives at the European level also, and also the, the, one of the objectives that Damien has in the European Parliament. So hopefully very soon we are going to have more and more public officials, and then we are going to be able to achieve these goals, one of them being unifying the electoral law. Well, thank you for answering all those questions. I think this is one of the most interesting exchanges I've had on these, this podcast specifically about content questions and democratic and um, political questions. So we'll move on to our less political question now, which, however, is a very important and interesting one. Your favorite song. Which song would each of you, Stefan and Mihaela, like to put on the playlist that we share with all our vultures and everyone on Spotify? The song that I'm proposing for our playlist, it's a song in Romanian, but it's actually sang by a band from the Republic of Moldova. It's called Via Daca. And the, the song is called Arde Padura, which in English would mean the forest is burning. It's a very nice song with very nice lyrics. And uh, I wanted it to be added to our playlist due to the topic that it's uh, it's tackling actually it's the environmental topic and it it, it sings about the uh, greed of humanity which is burning the forests which is actually happening also in Romania not not literally burning them but actually cutting them down at a level uh, that which never happened in the history before and we we definitely need to to tackle it very fast otherwise we are going to be we are going to run out of forest basically funnily enough i had the same thoughts as stefan i was also thinking that the playlist is missing some music in romanian and i also want to propose a song by a band from republic of moldova and it actually makes me really happy as uh, someone born in republic of moldova to see so much cultural exchange between romania and moldova so the song i want to propose is called anainte senefina scut uh, by the Motans. It's a very positive song that talks about the fact that um, the sunset is just the sunrise seen from behind. I really, really love that song. Nice. So thank you guys for adding your songs to the playlist. I think it always makes it just a tiny bit more special when it's a song that you don't know or that you usually wouldn't listen to because it's in a different language. So I think this is precisely what the playlist is about. So I'm really happy to have two Romanian songs in our playlist. And I look forward to hearing it. I was actually listening to our playlist before um, before getting into this podcast. So you should definitely have a listen. It's really, really interesting. And it's actually quite good music, um, which is pleasant. <laughs> How about you, Eileen? Would you like to add a song to our podcast playlist? Yeah, I actually, I actually haven't added one yet. Um, but now that you ask, I was, you know, it's funny. I was actually just having a conversation with my best friend today about I, me already knowing which song I would add, and and I would actually add 
a what I would call is like a, a, a song that really picks me up and um, was actually actually a song that's been following me around since since European elections. Um, and it is Nina Cried Power by Hosier, who is um, an Irish artist that I very much appreciate. And I find it very special. And he put um, only activists into his music video as I listen to it. And I find it very touching. Well, thank you guys very much for joining. I can't believe I was asked a question too. <laughs> it was unexpected, uh, but it was great having you here. And I really look forward to hearing more from Voltromania and look forward to hearing how you get on with registering as a political party. And I'm rooting for you guys. Thanks, Eileen. It's been an absolute pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for the really insightful questions. Yes, thank you, Aline. It was very nice, very good questions and looking forward for the next ones as well with the next countries. So thank you for everyone who's tuned in. We look forward to inviting you to our next country episode, which will be the Czech Republic. Until then, take care and stay safe. That was Calling Europe, a production of Volta Orban.